Okay, Coach, we are almost, I mean, if, like, I think we're at possibly episode 16, 17. I feel old in the age of podcasts. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting into the 20s. Wow. The roaring 20s, or was it 30s? I think that's it, the okay. rolling 20s. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think our best stuff is yet to come, and today is one of our favorite topics. Yeah. If anyone can say anything about us, we definitely know our business when it comes to the definite chief aim. Yeah. Before we get into that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm Sherry Wilson, owner of Genius Communication. Got with me Coach Greg. The owner of Coach's Corner and Soar, like in... Fly like an eagle soar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And more information will be coming on that whenever Abs- it's time. Absolutely, yes. Something that we're hoping to do, um, we're planning to do actually here in Clovis and supporting Cannon Air Force Base and surrounding counties. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to this opportunity of service. Definitely um, the epitome of uh, healing community healing business that's right i mean it's it's gonna be the epitome of that that's exactly right that's exactly what we're about that's good okay so oh that was his coffee in case you were wondering (laughs) uh so the definite chief aim why don't you define it for us and then we'll just dive into to that topic coach so the definite chief aim is like that one thing What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And it's unique to the individual. Okay. But what makes a definite chief aim special as compared to a statement that I want to do this or I want to do that? You know, all of the wishes that a person can have. A definite chief aim brings about a change in the individual because we're talking about something that we want to have no matter what, right? Yeah. This is the one thing that we want to accomplish in our lives. It's supreme. It's like a supreme desire is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was you that said, now you throw out truth bombs all the time, so um, I'm pretty sure it was you that said desire is your chief asset. Was that you? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. And um, that really stuck out to me because, you know, people ask questions like, you know, how to get motivated, motivation, I need to be motivated, and I need to do this, I need to do that. And motivation actually is a myth. I think we've discussed that one of our Fast 45s here in town. Motivation is not enough. It has a shelf life, but desire. That's right. It is. Will keep you going through even bad times. Exactly. And, And I think that when we're talking about your definite chief aim, we're really talking about your strongest desire. Okay. What do you want to accomplish? So we started talking about a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, what would we name it? Healing Business, Healing Community. Mm-hmm. And here we are right now. We, we chuckle about the fact that, you know, we're approaching the 20s in terms of our episodes but it's taking on a life. It's a desire. It's like we know we're going to meet on Tuesday and do this. Yes. We know that we're going to support the community of Clovis, surrounding communities, and anyone and everywhere that's listening to what we have to say. Right. You right. know, you wake up knowing you're going to do that. Yeah. 
I uh, I like to give you know stories or uh, examples because like a definite chief aim you know just the idea of what do you desire the most can be a little overwhelming for people because some people don't even know where to start exactly you know they may have come from backgrounds like we had in that vision workshop that we do at the beginning of each year where one person's like I never was told I could accomplish anything. I don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. And since that time and her using her vision board, Mm -hmm. mostly she's already started checking stuff off. She said, it's like magic. It's Mm -hmm. like, yes, yes, it is. So I think where I learned the definite chief aim was I always tell people like jokingly, but also serious. I didn't know the reason I was born until I was 45. Okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had this idea of, I've always done education. I've mm-hmm. owned a computer training business since mm-hmm. 1998. Um, homeschooled my son. I mean, I, I'm an educator. That's what mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, this you know, personal training, computer training, it's not why I'm alive. So I, you know, I was kind of like to that point where, okay, I want to know why I'm here. What can I do that? you know, will further that, uh, bless other people, but also make money. Right. And people, they're like, well, you know, it should be more altruistic. No, you know, you look at all these people that's altruistic. They want to make money too. <laughs> you know, yeah. it may not be as important, but right. I wanted mm-hmm. something that was profitable, profitable, mm-hmm. but I could also enjoy. And that's the epitome right. to me of the, you know, of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I came up with my genius communication idea of you know the business consulting the Mm -hmm. um two online courses Mm -hmm. i have and all that and since then it's grown but Mm -hmm. when i was in that time i read a book called the one thing by gary keller he's the one that owns keller williams one of the partners and it really honed in on the dca now at the time i didn't know that's what it was called right he just called it the one thing Mm mm-hmm And it was like a time management book, but basically it's like, okay, what is the one thing that if you do, all else becomes unnecessary or easier? Right. So I was looking, I'm like, well, finances are pretty hard right now. Um, Life seems to be more of a struggle than it should. And so I decided the one thing I was going to focus on was launching my business. Mm -hmm. And so that became the chief desire. And I didn't have social engagements unless they were absolutely necessary. My house was not spotless. You know, my yard wasn't as well tended as in the past because I had that one thing I was focused on. In five months, I was able to develop the first course. Uh, I started, I believe that was the beginning of 2016. By 2017, I launched it. Well, I showed you this in my business planner where one of the things I had was a mastermind, which we now call coaching intensive, mm-hmm. but is a mastermind that was um, basically to help people have success, mm-hmm. not in a way where they're making more money, but where there's legitimate inward change using right. laws. Right. And I wanted to start it for a long time. And it was always like, that was the next thing. I had my business launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm making good money with it. And then that was the next thing, but it it didn't fit. But it was still a DCA. Right. And so what I would do in the meantime is I would like gather stuff, you know, practice mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> and then 
you moved to Clovis. <laughs> and so I train with you as far as kettlebells, right? Yeah. So I'd been training, what was it, a year or a year yeah. and a half maybe? And all of a sudden it hit me. That's the missing piece. <laughs> coach Greg is a missing piece. And uh, so we launched our coaching intensive. Yep. Out of that, we launched this podcast. All that to say, it started with that definite chief aim. That's right. And each product or service that I add to my original DCA, which mm -hmm. is Genius Communication, is always to serve others in an elite and excellent way, right? Absolutely. Well, you have the same value. Absolutely. And I guess to give that as an example of when you set your mind on your DCA and you let go of all the things that would distract you, right? it's temporary. You know, That's now right. my house is, you know, well, I delegate that out now, coach. Right. You know, when you make <laughs> as much as I do an hour... <laughs> you know, you don't need to be cleaning your own house. That's right. But you know what I mean? Like the social engagements and things I gave up and I was a little sad at times. Now I have them again if I want them. Right. And, uh, but once you start focusing in on that, it's like the people, the resources, and the ideas start funneling toward that desire. You know, that's interesting. So <clears throat> I'm just going to take that and I'm going to just... I'm kind of spin off just a little bit because okay. you said something almost like magic, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on what a person's mindset, their philosophy, their culture, or wherever they come from, there is a place in our thinking where we know that deep down inside, you can have what you want. Yes. The riddle has been, how do you get there? Yes. Where most people don't always spend enough time focusing on what they really want. So they have a lot of wishes. And it's only until they get to that point, and sometimes crisis will bring a person to that point yeah. as well. But you, you reach a place where you recognize that nothing else will do, but there's something else that rises above. Yep. Now, we can give people different exercises to help them find it, but Which what, we do in our coaching intensive, by the way. Exactly. But what you and I are talking about is like, you know, there's something I want to do. Mm -hmm. What does it take to make that happen? Mm -hmm. And so you start to think about it more. And the more you think about it, it starts to take shape. Like you said, you know, you launch Genius Communication you know there's something else you want to do in the community. And just like farming, right? Some things that you plant, they come up fairly quickly. Yes. Other things, they have a longer growing period. So in this particular example, the longer growing period is like, well, there's somebody else that's coming here that's going to actually help you to do that. You've already done what you needed to do. Right. But there's another part to it. And then, boom, I show up here as a traveler. Yeah. You know, we meet, we start working together and training. And we don't know it at first. I have it in my head, you have it in your head, but we don't know it at first. Right. And then over the course of our relationship, it's like, that's it. Yeah. Here it is. Yep. And, and then that triggers more of, oh, that's it. We need to do this too. Yes, exactly. It's like a and snowball. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, you feel it. But then it gets easier because it's like, you know you're going to do this. We're not talking about something that's hard to work right now. We're talking about a definite chief aim. We're talking about a purpose. And everything else that we do in this process 
it comes back to us. It does. And when I think about, you know, how I wrote specific things down and I would write them over and over and over. Exactly. And my day was literally planned around my definite chief aim, my one thing. I didn't do anything else until I'd accomplished at least, usually it was one to eight hours. Mm -hmm. I would work on it a day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, really four hours was probably the minimum during that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it serves me to this day because now I definitely have genius communication launched. Mm -hmm. Um, By focusing on that, what happened is other opportunities and streams of income that I never saw came, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. But I have an over... Is it arching or arcing? Overarching. Mm-hmm. I have an overarching definite chief aim where genius communication is a vehicle to that. Right. That's not yet realized, right? That's right. So your DCA can be layered, huh? Yes, and I think it is because <clears throat> we talked earlier this morning in our coaching intensive that um, a lot of what we're going to do, um, it has multiple layers to it. Yeah. Right? So... We're not the same today as we were yesterday, mm-hmm. one year ago. Yeah. So when you think about it in that light, the the more wisdom we gain, the, the more, let's say, success we achieve in fulfilling our DCA, then we recognize that naturally other things kind of like spring off of it. Yeah. It brings you into community with other people. Yep. Right. I knew there was something I wanted to do when I got here. <clears throat> I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. Yeah. And once we started working together, then all of a sudden things open up and you start to see that there are really other things that you can do and they are naturally occurring things that will spring from your definite chief aim. Don't you think, Coach, um, one thing that I learned, and I tell people this, when you start a business, really anything, marriage, project, whatever, you're presented with opportunities, some would call them obstacles, uh, to become a better person. Yes. Most of the work of my DCA was actually internal. So it was like, you know, obviously casting vision, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't quite sure what it looked like at first, you know, so Mm -hmm. that wasn't enough. Um, I had to do what I call you know, the middle work mm-hmm. that or like middle earth, you know, that's and right. Lord of the Rings. That's, I mean it's that's right. No one knows you. That's right. They don't even know what you have. You're just putting all this work and effort mm-hmm. into something behind the scenes, in the secret, and your expectation is that it is going to work. Like right. it's there's no if, ands or buts. You may no. have to adjust but you still struggle with the inside work of, man, am I chasing a dream? You know, like, is this going to happen? I mean, you know, there's all those things. But I think one of the things that by pursuing my DCA is I had to let go of the fear of failure was the biggest. Right. And I saw how it was, you know, hindering me in specific areas and it was tied to ego. Mm -hmm. Uh, So fear of failure is leading to procrastination perfectionism or a fixed mindset. Right. So I had to deal with that so I could have a growth mindset. And uh, also patience. I had to, you know, come to terms with this is not a short term. In two years, you're going to be a millionaire type thing. Right. This is a long haul building Mm -hmm. that if you'll stick with it, you'll have passive income. 
Right. But, you know, so there were like just different, I guess you say maybe character traits, Mm -hmm. good and bad, that could, you know, become obstacles. What do you, any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I think what you were just saying that um, jumped out to me is when you start really planning and thinking about what it is that you want to grow, mm-hmm. you know, what you want to do. Um, it's always an internal process, yeah. right? And we talk about those intangible things, like we talked about the causes of failure in leadership. Those are primarily intangible yeah. processes. So when we start off with this desire to achieve some external goal in our world, yes. We start with the idea, and then the very next thing that happens is the internal work that you have to do to bring that idea to fruition, right? So you're going to provide service to the community, and nobody knows you. Mm -hmm. Well, who are you, and what kind of person are you? Yeah. So what do you need to do so that you can come out into the world, so that the world can recognize that you actually have a service that the world would deem valuable? Well... That work is a reflection of you, your person, and the work you do. Mm. So what we're saying is you can be really smart. Mm -hmm. You can have a great idea. But if you don't do the internal work, your chief aim doesn't fulfill itself in the world. You'll self-sabotage, huh? Exactly, because you haven't done what you need to do. So when you're talking about that internal work you had to get done... That's all the things that happens to a seed before it breaks the surface. The pressure, the That's darkness, exactly. the having to push. Exactly. <laughs> when is the light coming? When am I going to get a break? All of those things that happen below the surface in the dark, sort of like the mushroom growing in the forest that nobody knows is there. We have to do those things. And when we do, all of a sudden, bam, we break the surface. Now somebody knows who you are, and it typically looks like this. You provide a service to somebody, an excellent service. They enjoy it. They're compelled. They tell someone else. And then that person tells someone else, and then it starts to multiply. And now all of a sudden, here you are with your chief aim that was grown in the dark, and now it has its place in the world, in your family, Mm -hmm. in your community, right? Or any place where you interact with other people. So the internal work, so this is what's genius about it, because when you have your definite chief aim and you start making those steps toward it, which are external actions that have to be made, Mm -hmm. but the internal work is what prepares you to maintain, to embrace and maintain the uh, realization, the achievement of your definite chief aim. Because even when it gets realized now you have a whole nother set of obstacles Mm -hmm. and demands on you that those things you did in dark good or bad start showing up yes they do it's like it always shows up Mm -hmm. so we talk about the challenge so one of those things that happens with the inner work is breaking the momentum of past habits yes so we share a um a passion for health Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We could say fitness and exercise, but it's really, really health. health mm-hmm. Right. Because we're talking about 
um, longevity, excellent health, and being able to do everything that you want to do in this life at a physical level. And we talked uh, in depth on our life or death episode about that topic. Yes, we did. And um, so let's say the person who says, I want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. The person that says, you know, I really want to live a healthy lifestyle. You can feel the difference between yes. the two, right? Yeah. So they're both going to get challenged. Yes. But one of them takes you on a different path. And it's almost more noble. It is. Too. That's exactly right. Because health is something that is shared in your community. Yeah. Health really is a collective experience. Mm, that's good. You know, and we don't. Oh, yeah. Ding, 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 yeah, ding. Yeah, health, <laughs> healthy people, it's a healthy community. I mean, That's right. financially even, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in relationships, when people don't feel good, they're fussy. Exactly. And so you go to do business with someone, they're being jerks. It's probably because they don't feel good. Exactly. You know? So, yeah, I could see how the ripple effect of being healthy is very important. Absolutely. So the person's, now they both need to lose, let's say, 40 pounds. Okay. The person that says they want to lose weight they're on a um, a treadmill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's just going and going and going, and they always are in the same place. Right. The person that says, I want to get healthy, is now touching something inside of them. Yeah. And their subconscious mind opens up to whatever that practice is, because now we're talking about something that's deep in the person. Taking it from external to internal. Exactly. Whereas the person that just wants to lose 40 pounds, they don't really, there's not a definite cheap aim there, is it? It's Mm -mm. like, well, because how long did it take to gain that 40 pounds? And usually it's an outside imposition too of what health looks like. Exactly. And that's the, uh, excuse me, that's the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. One of those is an internal process. The other one is primarily externally driven. Yeah. And so when we're talking about our definite chief aim, this is what we really know. The stronger that definite chief aim is, that desire to bring something forth, the more likely you're going to do everything that is required from you internally to make that happen. Yeah. Because... That internal process causes you to see the areas in your life that you need to correct, adjust, navigate in order to be able to do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because our lives then are not for ourselves only at that point. Mm. We now recognize that what we're going to do affects the lives of others. Yeah. No matter what the industry is, when you, once you recognize that it's no longer solely about you, yeah. but what you're going to bring to the world, it takes on a different feel. Yeah. You know, that that's funny because as far as like health, to me, how my loved ones care for themselves mm-hmm. is a message to me. Yes. Because, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, their lack of health can be deeply impactful on everybody, you know, just mm-hmm. emotionally, that's even right. financially later. That's right. But, uh, you yeah, know, that's funny because... You know, people, I, I always hear, well, you're just very disciplined. And I am. I am very disciplined. But I was the kid that hated PE. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never trained in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. by choice. Like, you know, those T-shirts that say, if you see me running, I'm running from a bear. Or for, you know, like it ain't for exercise. <laughs> that was me. Mm-hmm. But I realized the importance of health. Mm-hmm. And once I shifted it from 
uh, weight loss or whatever mm-hmm. into health mm-hmm. and strength, it took a whole nother, you know, meaning to me. Mm-hmm. And now it's one of my absolutes. I just refuse to do without it. Uh, which, you know, I mean, you've yeah, seen me injured. Right, I'll, I'll still right, do something. Right. But um, on your DCAs, you know, for people like, well, man, I don't even know where to start. You always have this question. And I think you even said at the beginning. Yeah. What do you desire the most? That's right. right? That's right. Um, for some, even that can be tough because some people don't even have a grid like uh, one person I know that well, I mentioned her with her vision board. Mm-hmm. She had no no grid mm-hmm. because she didn't know she could do anything that she desired, and so it was really hard for her. So one of the things, as I said, start with you don't have to have an overarching life, you know, DCA that mm-hmm. this is why you're born. Start mm-hmm. with the most pressing areas mm-hmm. that you would like to see change. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay. And so she started with emotional development, mm-hmm. personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also she needed a, a new car. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been accomplishing both of those goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can be maybe a smaller, like seasonal, probably 90 day, mm-hmm. year. I mean, what do you have to say about that? Because some people might be overwhelmed with a big picture, maybe getting used to DCA a little bit before they go to that. Or what are your thoughts on that? So... This is my process. Um, I understand that if I write something down, I have much more engagement in the thought process. Yes. So what I like to do is recommend take a sheet of paper Mm -hmm. and just start writing down the things that you want. Don't even hesitate. Don't stop. Just keep writing. Yeah. One of the things that happens in an exercise like that is when you write something down that you don't fully believe that you can accomplish, something happens with your pen. Like your writing is just kind of like herky-jerky for a second. So your brain is like, no, you really don't want that. But you just keep writing. And so let's say you might fill up the front and back of a page because some Mm -hmm. people say, oh, I want to do so many different things. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, okay, just write them down. And then go back and look at it. Then write it again. And then all of a sudden, sort of like in a 3D image things start to lift from the page and then you start to see things but here's something is this over time coach like just over days you do this or oh yeah okay okay so i would just say so depending on where a person is in that process yeah so when i start writing things down like that i'm likely to do that over the course of a few days because it's in my mind right now yes. right? so I can feel the heat of it so I might be working on something like that for two days or I might be doing it all day at different times but generally speaking you'll know instantly mm-hmm. right but when you start to look at it you will get a feel or if it's something that you really want and here's another key it has to be something that you feel like you can accomplish. Yeah. Not because you don't necessarily have the skills, but when you think about it, like a person says, I really want to practice medicine. It doesn't matter where you are on that journey, but when you write down, I want to practice medicine, something happens to you on the inside. And it's like, you know what? I really can. And once you hear yourself say that, you recognize in that instant, you're going to do, you're going to go back to school. You're going to do everything it takes. So, you have to kind of like trust what you feel when you put things on that piece of paper. It's almost like distilling, huh? You just keep 
you know, and then all of a sudden, like you say, it's like the things that you know, they, and it's usually not that many. That's right. You know, that's right. You might have like, say, 50 things you write down, end up with maybe five to 10, (laughs) sometimes just one. That's exactly right. And, um, and then it just starts to lead you after that. It's Mm -hmm. like, but write it down because many times we have to filter through, distill a great word a lot of the impositions that you may have in your mind that tell you, well, you should be doing this, the tyranny of the should. You should yeah. do this, you should do that. Well, when you're writing things down, you kind of like move through that process. And then what shows up on that paper is uniquely yours. No matter what anybody might think, it's yours. Yeah. And, it, and once you recognize that, that's your gift. Yeah. That's the DCA that you're going to fulfill and you're going to bring it to other people. It's like the person says, I've always liked pottery, but I've never had a chance to work with it. And it keeps showing up. Yep. Well, start start getting into pottery and watch what happens. Yeah. You put your hand in the clay and the next thing you know, you make a few things and they look pretty good. And then somebody says, wow, that's beautiful. You could sell that. And there it is. (laughs) And now you're doing what you love and making money to pay your bills and enhance your life. That's the secret that we keep trying to tell people. Mm -hmm. Your DCA is going to help you to do what you love. Yeah. And when you do what you love, you're always wealthy, whatever that wealth looks like for you. Because wealth is not just money. No, it's not. So normally at the end, you know, we always have like a series of questions. I don't want that this time. I want people to sit down because there's more to it, which we're not going to give all of our secrets away. (laughs) We have contact information in the show notes and Mm -hmm. you can be part of our coaching intensive Mm -hmm. in the future if you want. But, um, but that is a good place to start because I did that and I had, I think it was probably about, um, maybe 10 items Mm-hmm. And because I'd already had you know my genius communication had right. that launched and I had ten items and only two really stood out mm-hmm. and so I just every day I write those out you That's know right. and um, sometimes I'll sit there and even contemplate what it looks like when it's done you know and mm-hmm. just what life looks like and all those things so ask yourself what do you really want to do uh, what do you really desire make that list and I think the final thing too that I heard from a business consultant. He said um, how he helps some of his clients is he'll say, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. And you'll have, and we did this in the vision workshop, mm-hmm. where you'll have a lot of things you wanted to do. And I was like, well, I was thinking about that because I was like, oh, that's funny. Because he said, you'll either be doing them in some form now mm-hmm. or you're going toward them if they were really strong desires. That's right. And one of my favorite things to do as a kid was play with a cash register. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said this before, you know, <laughs> uh, get to use one at Diamonds Evermore. Yeah. And then I wanted to be a detective. And now I have a true crime podcast. I wanted to be a teacher. I'd mm-hmm. line up my stuffed animals mm-hmm. and I always had a chalkboard and mm-hmm. I would teach and mm-hmm. I do that all the time. So sometimes you can start there as far as an overarching DCA right. and, you know, go from there and see what surprises come your way. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say is <clears throat> I uh, found out that some of the students were listening to our podcast mm. and, uh, and I was really happy to hear that. Um, I really was. And they really enjoyed it. Mm. And so one of the things that I want to say is 
bring to us your questions. Yes. Because our podcast is about healing business, healing community. Yes. At every level. And we're careful to stay within our scope. And one of the good things about our career is it allows us to be far-reaching because of what we actually... Multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you have a question, let us know. Absolutely. Just let us know because this is what we're here for. We want to help you to do exactly what you want to do. And we derive benefit from that. Yeah. 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 Any feedback, any questions? I mean, you can find us both on Facebook, of course, our website and emails in the show notes. Uh, coachescorner.com, sherryannwilson.com, and leave a review and share it because, you know, I don't want to toot our own horn, but I do think a lot of the topics we talk about, um, they're like, you know, things that I guess I could say me and you have learned and gone through that have been extremely helpful You know, like when I look at my background, Mm -hmm. being um, deathly afraid of public speaking, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was very shy as a kid and just a lot of difficult background information growing up. And to see, you know, the things that we implemented in our lives bring about fruit in a life you love. Yes. That's powerful stuff. And that's what yeah. we try to pick as far as topics so other people can live the life they love, both professionally and personally. And we would love any questions people have that could help them do that. Absolutely. Topic uh, suggestions. Absolutely. And I, I think you said that so excellently. I'm not going to say anything. Well, else. it's time to end this episode. Then. All right, then. Thank you. <laughs>